Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Time Podcast, hosted by me, Jack Worthington, and my co-host Tom. Hi there, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? So this is the first episode of the Extra Time Podcast, not including the introduction episode we posted a couple of days ago. And this is going to be a podcast completely going over the England-Croatia game on Sunday at 2 o'clock and the Euros in general. Um, Yeah. So, do you want to add anything, Tom? Yeah, well, we've had an interesting night so far, obviously. Uh, we started recording this briefly after the kickoff. Uh, Turkey versus Italy, yeah, which really uh, it was it was a fairly interesting game. Um, the first half, I've got to say, not not much was happening in the first half. Um, yeah, just, uh, well, as I expected, Italy had the uh, bulk of possession. Yeah, really impressed me. They're right. Um, Spinazzola, I think his name is. He's playing as a left back. He got up and down. He's brilliant. He, he was brilliant. Too much defensively, but like to yield mm-hmm. most. Channel blue, I thought was sharp. The only really Turkey player uh, posing anything. Yeah. Forward. But yeah, I thought he he well had a had a shot for the second goal that was saved by the um uh, by the keeper and Immobile followed it up. But uh, yeah, I thought I was really impressed with him. And in the second half, you just sort of saw the um. The discrepancy in quality and how Italy just came into their own. Definitely, country. definitely. I, I, uh, Lineker said on uh, the BBC, um, the combination of Spinazzola and uh, Insigne, and I, I, I had to agree with that. I really, it was a really strong partnership. Yeah, the link um, um, the Insigne finish, the, the Insigne finish was. Oh, just, it was uh, a brilliant finish. It was Italy. a brilliant finish. Like, so finish why don't drive. we, before we properly get started, Jack? Why don't you give us a run through of what happened in the game, kind of the. Co- so um, everything. It was nil uh, nil um, at half time. There was a couple uh, shouts for handball uh, that were waved away by the referee. So for penalties for Italy the, that weren't given. Second half early on, um, but Bar- Bar- Barardi got down the right hand side, put um, put a ball in, hit Demreal's chest. Nothing he could do about it. Ricocheted off him into the back of the Turkish net. One nil. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate. And then yeah, as I said, Spinazzola. Um, down, down the left-hand side, took a shot. Um, keeper got down quickly. Um, uh, it was a really good save. And then Immobile finished, uh, tucked mm-hmm. it home. 2-0 yep. before um, he laid on Insigne for the third. And just that capped off the three points for Italy. And the it, was, it, them. it was it was a brilliant finish, wasn't it? Let's just talk about that for, third goal um, briefly. It's just well, he showed a lot of composure just to um, open up his body and um, yeah. slot it into the right-hand side of the goal. Mm. And... He had a couple of chances in the first half, which uh, they he were did. Kind of he, he had he had a he had a similar chance in Sydney. He had a similar chance in the first half yeah. where he he did the same. He, team. Yeah, <laughs> he used the same sort of technique. He got me sixteen points. So um, wow, hats off to him for that. <laughs> well, he used um, he had the same yeah. sort of chance in the first half. He really used that curling technique, trying to curl it into the kind of mid right corner, uh, um, and he. Completed it. He, yeah, a very good, exactly. a very good goal. You got to give him credit. Start for Italy. Hats off to them. So it was, it was, it was. Thing we're going to do, Tom. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's three games tomorrow. There's Wales, Switzerland at two o'clock. There's Denmark, Finland at five o'clock, and there's Belgium, Russia at eight o'clock. So, yep. first things first. I'd just like to hear your predictions for those three games, please. Starting with Wales, Switzerland. Okay, so Wales, Switzerland. Uh, in Baku, I'd say, which I, I don't yeah, know why. I, I don't agree drawn. with all these. Baku and Azerbaijan games. I, I don't like yeah, it, but no, I, I, I doubt there'll be many Switzerland or Wales fans making that. I, 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 I also doubt. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm a guilty fan of, of Wales. Uh, Euros run, uh, in yeah. was it 2016 now? Oh, 2016, four years ago. That is a long time ago. COVID yeah, five years ago. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I was a fan. I, I became a, I became a, a, a fan after that. So. So I'm 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 gonna go two one Wales, and I'm gonna add in a little thing. I think Jacker will miss a penalty. Well, that is that is interesting. I, I I'm pretty sure he does take penalties. It's either him or Rodriguez, Rodriguez the left back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for Wales, well, they've got the one stand-up man, Gareth Bale. He loves the big tournament. He does. Another man he does. who plays for Switzerland, he does. Jordan Shakiri. Now, in 2016, wow. he scored an overhead kick. I think yeah. it was against Romania, and it's just the goal tournament. It's absolutely crazy. He, he, he is I, a good little player. To, I wouldn't put it past him to turn up when it really matters. Yeah, I, I mean, Switzerland... You can't overlook Switzerland. I mean, yeah, you've got no, you've no, got to no, almost no. think that Wales are the underdogs coming into this the, game. Yeah, they are. I think the bookies are pricing Switzerland as a slight favourite. So like I think Zakaria, they are. Uh, Zakaria, they've got. I think they've got Jan Sommer, Roman Berkey. Obviously, only one of the two will start. Um, but yeah. they've got Embolo up front from Bruce Much and Gladbach has had a really good season. But I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Gareth Bale getting a goal and Jordan Shakiri cancelling him out. So, oh, moving okay. on to the second game, uh, mm-hmm. it's between Denmark and Finland. Uh, Denmark have been in Group B. Denmark have been um, posed as quite a lot of people's uh, dark horses or whatever you want to call it with yeah, with quite a good score deal, um, in the group. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I so think this is... This will be uh, quite a... Uh, uh, in, you know, quite a rivalry. I mean, two Scandinavian countries... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty close to each other I, I i mean obviously i'm no expert on uh danish and finnish football but i can imagine uh there might be some sort of rivalry there um but yeah as as you said and, it, uh, and the main denmark, thing is it is being denmark are looking strong this year it is in it is in denmark yeah it, yeah but it's not like it's not like fin the finnish players are gonna have to travel that far but yeah it, oh, that's true it's in so, it, it is in copenhagen yeah which is a lovely city um I'm going with a, a 2-0 win to Denmark. A 2-0 um, Denmark win. I'm also going to go for a Denmark win. But I do think Finland will grab a goal. I'm going 3-1 okay. Denmark. Timu Puki getting the consolation goal for Finland. Wow, and all right. That's Denmark, fair enough. I just think their midfield... He is a player. The likes of Hoybier, Thomas Delaney. Um, yeah, they've just got... I think they've got a really strong side. And they could they um, definitely have that group. Um, finally for tomorrow, rounding off the games of the 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Belgium, Russia, and now don't don't run out of Russia because they did knock out Spain. It may have been on penalties in the 2018 World Cup. Mm. Now, obviously, they did host it, so that gave them some sort of advantage. I, I do. Denis Cheryshev, Golovin, that's been unbelievable for Monaco this year, and yeah, I, I don't think it'll be easy as people people think. Uh, I don't know. I I have a little possibly missing it. This this could this could uh, I could yeah I could be digging myself into a bit of a hole here when when it comes, but. I, I don't I don't rate Russia at all. I because I you know. I just I I the only really success they've had recently is obviously that which obviously that's quite a lot of success. Well done to them. They got, they, they got to the quarterfinals. They did. They they got to the quarterfinals and they didn't go out without a fight. I'm not saying mm. that, but it's it's often it's often it often goes that the the hosting team always gets to the quarterfinals or the semi-finals, even if they aren't. Mm. On on paper, the best team. I I don't know what it is. It gives gives you a lot advantage. (laughs) Yeah, um, that that might be the exception. I don't know. uh, But yeah, yeah, um, Kevin De Bruyne possibly missing this game after the injury picked up in the Champions League final. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, just run us through what you think the score will be. I mean, yeah, Um, it's three one, three one. I think Russia, Russia, Russia will get a goal. Yeah. Okay, and if I mm. had to place prediction, you can't look past one man. Sure. Romelu Lukaku, he's had an absolutely Definitely. unbelievable season. He has, he has had a monster of a season. season sorry. Um, yeah, just bagging in the goals in European competitions. Where, um, he has, he really he has. For Belgium? We're going to have to find out. He's proven it in the past. Can he do it um, this year? I think he can. I'm going for 2-0 I Belgium. A brace on Lukaku. A brace okay, on Lukaku. So that rounds off the fixtures from tomorrow. And the next thing I just want to cover is... Well, this is an England Croatia preview episode, and I want to touch on our lineups for that game and just yeah, all the build up. Um, yeah, so first of all, should we do starting lineups for uh, uh, well, who you'd rather starting lineups? So if you want to start, okay, well, I'm going to start with England's number one for he hasn't put a foot wrong for England, I mean, he has done for Everton. Um, in a lot yeah, of cases, certainly have. everyone knows he's got an error in him. But I think that he hasn't put for England, for England. You never know, though. Uh, so yeah, he's put, he performed well in the Euro, in the um, in the World Cup in 2018. He did um, And I just think I just think he hasn't done anything wrong to um, be stripped of that number one spot. So I think Jordan Pitt. Definitely, up, definitely. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with that decision because I mean, Johnston you know, the, did play the gaffers well. the gaffers on his side. The gaffers all about loyalty. I think yeah, yeah. Southgate, Southgate so does like to back players that have performed for him in the past. He, he really does, he really does. So I can't see anyone else uh taking the spot. Not even likes of Dean Henderson. Obviously we're missing Nick Pope for injuries, mm. not in the squad. But likes I don't, of Dean I Henderson, don't Man United's no. number one now. No, no, no. No way. Anyway, um on to the back four. Back four or back five, it's the first question. Well I mean obviously you're missing Maguire. For the foreseeable future, back in training, but the word is he's back not in training. This game. Yeah, well, that is the word, and possibly even longer. Although, hopefully, not mm. too long because he is quite a valuable player. Room, whether he's not, he whether is. He's playing or not, whether he's playing uh, or not, he's. I can agree with that. I'm thinking. I'm going quite controversial here. A lot of people would disagree, but I'm going uh, Mings and um, Stones. I'm going Mings, Mings and Stones. Stones. No about. Ben White. I mean, he has been no Ben White. It was a big shock him being called up over likes of Jesse Lingard it and was. James Ward Prowse. He did play well though. I'll say I'll say that he did play he did play well. He had a good yeah, game. Yes, but I, I think can't James him. Ward Prowse deserves it more, especially considering I do think the the dead ball. I just think we've got more cover in those centre back areas. The dead anyway, he's a dead so ball specialist, for, yeah. You've gone for Mings and Stones, have you? I have, I have. Um yeah. now Stones is a shoe in, he's been really good for Man City this year. And it's just a question yeah. of between Connor Cody, Ben White, and Tyra Mings. I think all three of them have had good years. I wouldn't. Now, uh, I think Ben White lacks experience to play against Croatia, if I'm being totally honest. Yep. He hasn't been capped for England enough. Um, Tyra Mings has got a few caps under his belt, as has Connor Cody. And I would also play Tyra Mings. I just think he's um, I just think he's a better player for this, and it will suit, it'll suit this game better. Which, okay. Um, yep. Fullbacks, I am going to play Carl Walker right back. Yep, definitely. I don't think he's... Reese James um, is an honourable mention. He's good going forward. He's good defensively, especially after that Champions League when he was very good that, very good that night. Um, Kyle Walker, Sterling. though, he's a strong, he's strong, fast presence. He, he, no, you don't want... Nobody wants Kyle Walker running at them. No, Nobody. It's true. It's true. And, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, let's say, if, if he wasn't injured, would he make your starting eleven? No, he wouldn't. Sorry, no, no, no Wait, way. No set piece takers. No, you ch- no. surely Trent's, no. Trent's done it all. He's, no, mm, all right, fair enough. No Kieran Trippy and no Reese James. He's taking Cole Walker. So am no. I. And then the big question at left back, Chilwell, um, who had a really, really good no, game. In the I'm taking. I, I know who I'm taking. Who are you going to take? I am going to go for Luke Shaw, but by the skin of his teeth. That's I, I, I'm. I'm going to go with Luke Shaw as well. I just think he, he has had a good season for United, and he's you know he's, he's a good he's a good young player. He's been he's he's Obviously been kind of he's he's talented. He's talented. Yeah, his time at United had been hindered by injury, but he's looking like mm. he's picking up some form this year. He's, he's, he's made the form. Premier League team this season. Just hats off to him. Yeah, well done. Hats uh, off. Okay, so moving on to the midfield. If we don't have Maguire against Croatia, a lot of people don't want Gareth Southgate to play this, me included. But a lot of people are thinking he's going to play two holding midfielders. With um, mm. two out of Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, or Jordan Henderson, a yep. lot of people think that's too negative, uh, myself included. So my yeah, midfield, myself included, the well. game would be Declan Rice, um, Mason Mount will get get in there for me. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna play a I'm playing a four two three one. So they're the two kind of mounters at eight, and then I'll, I'll go on to the three just just in a little bit. What formation are you playing? Are you playing a four? So, 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 obviously, we're probably getting to the slightly more controversial yeah, areas yeah. of the team where there's a lot of disagreement and a lot of talent there as well. We mustn't forget we're oh, everyone sitting here arguing about do we play the, him or do we play him? It's a nice problem but to have. It's a nice problem to have. It is. I was going to say it's a first world problem. You know, <laughs> you don't see Turkey arguing about whether they should play, you know, Soyuncu yeah. or. You know, whoever. So, it's a nice problem to have. Um, I'm going to go with Declan Rice. Uh, then in front of them, uh, I'm, in front of him, I'm going to go with uh, Grealish and Mount. Grealish and Mount. Properly go for it then. Yeah. And then on the... Um, on the left, you got on the left, three, yeah. I think I'm going to go... Uh, See, I feel like you've got to play Grealish in the front three. And I, I, I think, I think, nah, because I think, 
Um, well, I think Sterling on the right. I yeah. think Sterling on the right and Foden on the left and Kane up front. You, you're, you're starting Sterling. Yeah, Sorry, I'm starting Sterling. You're starting I'm, Sterling. I'm starting Sterling. He's trust. He hasn't had a brilliant season. He's not had a he's not had a brilliant season, but the gaffer values the loyalty. He does. Let us know. Let us know on social media. We're, we're going to plug those yeah. in the episode. Let's, Do you agree with Tom's decision there to start I, Sterling? I I because I think I think Sterling. He's, he's a great force running forward, running at defenders, running into the box, winning yeah, penalties, like things like Sancho. this. You're telling he's, me you he's brilliant at that. I think Jaden I, Sancho. but Jaden Sancho, he lacks experience. He hasn't played proper games for England. Uh, Sterling has that experience in the bag. He has that. He's, he's, you know, he's got lots of many years. He's very experienced footballer and very experienced international footballer, obviously having many caps for England. And he played, he played obviously in the World Cup, which yeah. was our most ses- most successful World Cup in a while, and he, the gaff, you know, the gaffer value. As I've said many times, the gaffer values loyalty, and I think he'll start him. And yeah. I think he's right to do that. Yeah, I, I think he's I a very think, dangerous player. I think it's and, something to consider, but I just think you can't look past the the front three of. For me, it's Grealish on the left, Harry Kane up front, um, Jaden Sancho on the right, and who do I have as the two? I had. Henderson and Mason Mount, so I play Phil Foden as a ten. Sterling, see, though, from what, my from, team. No, from what I've seen of this England team recently, I've I've seen Grealish running, uh, running in that sort of cam position, running well, like get, get, straight um, straight at the defenders and playing a nice little neat through ball into either someone on the left please, or the so right or Harry Kane. Because yeah. I I I that was how the the Bakayo Saka goal was scored. And I think that's a really that's a really good way to attack. I think that's a really dangerous way for England to attack that could benefit us quite a lot. Um, well, yeah, well, it's, it's ultimately up to Gareth Southgate. We're going to have to see what he does. But either Obviously, way, yeah. I know I'll be ready for the game. Uh, so uh-huh. a, lot, a lot of people throughout England. And yeah, just everyone can't wait to see England in action in the major mm-hmm. tournament first time since 2018, excluding well, the Nations League. So, yeah. Um, but our I mean, Twitter yeah. is the extra time pod podcast underscore podcast, and just let us know on Twitter. Um, would you agree with our decisions? Would you start Sterling? Would you start Foden? Who would you start at left back? Who would, would you start? start? Please let us know, and we'll yeah. reference you in the next podcast. But what we're going to move on to now is our predictions of the tournament. So, if I'm right in saying, I've got a um, a kind of like a wall chart predictor up, and Tom and I is going to go through it now. So obviously we know that Turkey have already beat uh, Italy, have beaten Turkey, so that might sway us um, in saying who's going to progress. So um, Tom, firstly, Group A, it consists of Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. Who, who who's going through for you? Obviously, you predicted Wales to beat Switzerland. So. Well, for me, I think. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be Italy taking that first Italy's position, especially especially after what we've seen uh, later this uh, earlier this evening. I mean, it, it, a really, really, really brilliant perform- performance, really was, showing yeah, off like what they can do. But that immobile immobile just looking so dangerous. Insigne immobile and the partnership, as I've said, the partnership between Spinalozzi and Insigne. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what, what's he called? Spinozola. Sorry, <laughs> sorry if there's any uh, Turkish fans of the pod uh, that I butchered that pronunciation a bit. But uh, oh no, not t- Italian fans of the pod. Sorry about that. Uh, I did butcher that a little bit. But um, I like I like that partnership between uh, him and Insigne, obviously. And Immobile was just. Looking very, very, very strong. And Sorry. when your star striker, when your main, when your main man gets a goal that early in the tournament, it's got, it's got to be filling you with confidence. It's a confidence booster. It's got to be filling you with confidence. Um, I think Italy just had all the hallmarks of a team that could, that could compete for the Euros. Even definitely, like definitely. Mancini. Bear in mind, Roberto Mancini's a man that uh, got appointed as Italy boss when they weren't even qualifying for the 2018 World Cup. Bear mm. that in mind. So mm. I'm going Italy first. 
Wales second, Turkey third, and obviously Switzerland out. Would you really? would you make any adjustments to that? Uh definitely. I I, I don't see how Turkey are gonna finish anywhere but last. It's you, it's quite a tough. Do you think group. Turkey will finish dead last with Switzerland think, coming third? I, I that's what I think, yeah. Okay, well that's 100%. what I'm gonna say. Um okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose group B now because you uh group B is Denmark, Finland, Belgium and Russia. With I can only see this going one way. Belgium topping it just because they've, they've got the best team on paper. They've got the most experience. Um, with, what a team then, they have. And then I referenced Very Denmark scary. being my dark horse for the tournament. And I think they'll finish second with mm-hmm. Russia in oh, third. I can go that. Out. Would you change uh-huh. anything with that? Um, I can't say I will. I can't say I will. Okay. So moving on to Group C, you've got this is Holland uh, in quite an easy group here, it must be said. It's between Holland, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. Um, yeah, which was he? Not many people expecting uh, North North Macedonia to yeah, qualify. Really, yeah, we haven't heard much of them. They did qualify, so we haven't heard much of them. them. All props to them. Yeah, um, I mean that must must be their first international tournament in a while. I'm, I'm fairly sure it is. Um, huh. So, firstly, who do you think is top in the group? Well, well, I mean it's got to be Holland, obviously yeah. the Netherlands, but other than that. Yeah. Big miss of Virgil van Dijk though, so how far do you think they could go? Sadly, not very far. I, I am a fan of I'm a fan of the Netherlands and I, I I like the way the just generally the country, the the way they play football is very attractive. And the way they their, their academies, their football clubs I, it's very yeah, attractive. They produce, the way they, they do produce young talent and I like the way they do it uh down in the Netherlands, but yeah, sadly I can't see them going very far in the tournament because how cru- just because of how crucial Van Dijk is as a player. I mean, we've seen it this season with Liverpool. It, though. They've got Memphis Depay scoring the goals. Genie they they have. The they just have. moved to PSG. Um, I can see them going going far, but not too far. I think it'll be a quarter. I reckon. Final I reckon. I, I yeah. I could. I could go along with a quarter final. So I would you agree with this? Holland first, Austria second, and then Ukraine third. With unfortunately North Macedonia. Get going home early and probably not even getting a point. I what? I it's gonna, he loves an for, underdog story. I do love an underdog story, and I just feel like there's a lot. You know, North Macedonia will feel like you they have a bit North of a shot. Macedonia to get out of the group here, Tom. I'm tipping North Macedonia to get out of the group. I'm not, I, <laughs> Surely, not. I feel like they, they'll be they'll be sitting there. They'll be thinking, you know what? Everyone knows we're the worst team here, but look at this group. We 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 could come second. That is totally Thank achievable. You. No, I'm sorry, you're, you're waffling at this point. I'm having Ukraine. I don't know. I Uk- Ukraine, Austria. Okay, Austria. We've seen Austria obviously uh, yeah. in the England friendly. To be and fair, they, they put up a fight. They, they picked for they made a wonder. I mean, they quite point. literally put up a fight. They were very physical, <laughs> to the point where it was quite dangerous. I was. I mean, I mean, it got concerned they, for the they, welfare. They, nearly, they very nearly got results so though. Of respect, the player. So I'm ta- I'm, I mean, it I'm was... not listening to you at this point. I'm I... going Ukraine third and North Macedonia home. Move on. You know to what? Me, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm going out there, and this is oh, obviously quite a risky know. move. I'm going North Macedonia second, oh, Austria God. third, Ukraine fourth. Because right, I just, I just feel like if you, this. if you saw that, if you saw that group, you would, you would go, go on, go on, lads. We've got a shot here. All That's right, what you'd fine. be saying. <laughs> group D. This, obviously, this is England's group. So we, from an unbiased perspective, obviously we're England fans. Yeah, here, we're gonna have to try. We're yeah. gonna have to try and be impartial here. How do you uh, think this one's gonna shape up? Well, well, well. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, anything, anything could happen. We haven't seen much of this Scotland team, obviously, with lacking a major international tournament for is it twenty three years now? It's something like that. I, I mean, that is a that is a long time to but, be out yeah, of international they, football, they, and they will be hungry. Being played up in Edinburgh. Yeah, that they will be hungry for hungry for a good result, and also, let's not forget they they do have some cracking players in that team. Might I add, they're going to throw absolutely everything at England. They are. This is they, their cup final. They were. They, they they're are. Gonna they throw are absolutely everything at that game at Wembley. Absolutely. Match day two. I think it's match day two. Mm. Um, I, I quite frankly, I'm quite. I'm a little bit worried about that. As, yeah, because it's just all about bragging rights. Even if they do go out, they can say we've beaten England. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm there is that conundrum. Do you want to finish first or second? Because bear in mind, if we, I think we have to finish first, just because 
Um, no one wants to finish second. Off the no. first tire, go for the high. It's uh, a huge confidence as booster as well. It's a huge confidence booster. If you booster. do finish first, you're faced with uh, the second place team with a group of death, as it's been brandished between France, Germany, and Portugal. Is that so? Whereas, whereas if you come second, I think you're, I think you're given a nicer draw. I don't know. It might. I think it's from Group C. You play someone. So, how, just give me your I mean, Group D. Mm. You you can't yeah you can't you can't you can't aim aim to do worse just to get a better draw you, you no nobody does that you can't do that you play the best in you the can. 2018 World Cup where we yeah. lost one 0 and had an easy route to the final where Belgium lost to Brazil but um, you can't you can't go out trying to finish second we're gonna we're gonna have to play the best no. at some point if we we'll do play the best we can and that that's so, that's my prediction is England well I think I, I think we should talk a little bit a little bit um. A little bit about Croatia because we we haven't really well, talked to them a lot. We've played them. We played them twice since the. We played them twice. Once in the World Cup. Once in the Nations League. Uh, yeah. They got the better better of us. We went one nil up. They scored two. Obviously, heartbreak for English football that day. Absolutely heartbreak. Everyone's jumping on it. It's coming home bandwagon. Unfortunately, <laughs> didn't. But it's looking like it yeah. could this summer. Um, well, well, we'll see, won't we? And in the Nations League, we did win two one in the end and progressed to the semi finals where we lost in the Netherlands. But mm-hmm. it was it was a step forward in the right direction under Gareth Southgate, and I think we'll Definitely. see another one here. I think I do think we'll be Croatia. I'm, I'm optimistic, however, and I also think we're going to top the group. Personally, okay. I given my prediction, given my prediction, mm. I th- I think we'll win the group. I think we I think we will. So England first. I, I could first. see. I could see though. I will say this. I could see a thriller against against uh, um, Scotland. I could see a thriller. I could see like what, a three England, a three two England Scotland. I could, I could see like a three two or like a four three, something of that nature. I could I could I'm see something like that. England first, Croatia second, and then yep. who's coming first out of Scotland? Third out of Scotland, the Czech Republic. I think it's got to be Scotland. I mean, they have got Czech Republic, other likes like Suchek, Kufal, the West Ham boys. But I do think they'll come fourth. I do think they will. I do think they will. Okay, and on to Group E, and that uh, we're just uh, rattling off the groups now. It's Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. Okay. Mm. Um, go? Well, Sweden. I must say, Sweden are on a bad team. I'm not going to deny it. He was, he was brought back. They are without Slatan, but I like I. They're well. They're very well organised. Uh, mm-hmm. and I re- really, quite frankly, I was quite. I was. I expected a lot more from Sweden in the uh, quarterfinals of the World Cup. I was quite worried for that game, but obviously they didn't give us too much of a worry. Pickford made a, Pickford made a couple of good saves in the second half. He did. Right, he did. But they never. They never really. They never really got. I think it was two headers. So maybe it was two mm-hmm. headers. Maguire and Ali. So that yeah, kind of I, I think. I think. From set pieces. Yeah. Well. Mm. I, I, yeah, I think it's hard to see. I mean, actually, you know what? It, it could go... It's a very hard one to predict this because it all depends on do Spain turn up or does Spain not turn up? Because, you know, they haven't been turning up the last the last they're few the Spain, competitions. They're not the Spain that won back-to-back Euros. In. They're, not, they're not the Spain that won back-to-back Euros. They're not... Ever, it's almost like ever since that uh, Spain-Netherlands final, they've really never, never recovered. Nice. Yeah, the they same. could say that, but they still they still have a lot of talent. Like obviously Sergio Ramos, that's a big talk about, has not been called up to the Spain squad. No, whereas the likes of like Paul Torres from Eric Garcia have, um, but they do have the likes of Ferran Torres, who, who or Yazabal has been good in Spain this year. Daniel, obviously, uh, I, quite I, big. I think they'll have enough to top the group. Quite big uh, news though, uh, Sergio Busquets, the captain, is has been injured, which. Um. Um. And then I'm gonna go for Spain first, Poland second, and then between Sweden and Slovakia, I'm I can't look past Sweden's go to finish with third, and then moving on to Group F, it, this is what's been brandished as as a group of death. Uh, it's, it contains Hungary, Portugal, France, Germany. 
Um, and this one, well, France are obviously the world champions. They they they're the best team on the planet on paper. They've got the best players. They definitely. Got the squad definitely. And Although we did, we did hear there was reports of uh, like un- unsettled unsettled behaviour, like arguments, uh, you know, rivalries between players, and. I have to say this often does happen with with uh, teams who have uh, individuals, individual yeah. players rather than a team of collective players. Yeah. Especially when they're slightly older. I think it's a lot about their ego as well. Yeah. I think players, you know, the, all these players, they're huge players, play vital, uh, play vital roles in their club. Uh, and they, maybe they come, they come to play international and it's done differently. And, they don't like it, you know. It, yeah. it can cause arguments. No, it's true. We've seen the it happen talent, with England. The amount of talent that France have. Um, they have so much talent. They have so much talent. And players really yeah. like first names on the team sheet for their clubs. Exactly. Uh, are found like, on the bench for France. So, I mean, they they really have got. Su- I mean, they really have got such good talent. Uh, it's quite astonishing. I mean, it just it seems they've got everything going in their favour. Mm. However, you know. We'll, you never we'll, know, but we'll, we'll, we'll I, c- I couldn't see anything. Could actually compete with France later in the episode, but uh, I just mm. want to get these group stages done. So definitely, but, definitely. do you think France will top the group? I, I I think it's hard to see anyone else but France topping the group. Definitely, I think. And then it's a question of second and third between Portugal and Germany in that case. Personally, I think Portugal Germany second. Tournament apart from obviously they won it in 2014, 2018 just didn't go their way, and then 2016 Euros they lost to France in the semi-finals. So. They're, they're usually in and around that, that final, apart from... They are, but I, I, I will say Portugal love the Euros. Portugal love the Euros. Obviously, they're holders, yeah. It's, it, they, they, do, they do love it. And I wouldn't put it past Portugal. Obviously, Bruno Fernandes has had a brilliant season. And, mm. you know, Can't they've still got Ronaldo players like Pepe. Pepe, who's still still he's he's getting old, but he's still he still does a job. He's still a decent player. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, who you just can't forget. He loves a, tour- he loves a big tournament. He does love a big tournament. He does love a big stage. tournament. And you you can't obviously you can't write him off. But you know, I I, I do I do think I do think they'll be taking that second spot, uh, other than yeah. Germany. And obviously, I think German, I think Germany. Germany could Germany get through or third. Mm. Germany could get through or third. That's another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think Germany are undergoing a rebuilding process. Uh, I, I would say that as well. No, but, no, no. Um, not, so I'd agree with your statements. I think it is a bright first. future for Germany because they have got a lot of a lot of young talent mm. uh, that really hasn't obviously quite hasn't broken the surface yet. Yeah. Hasn't quite broken the surface yet. Well, some of it has, obviously, Havertz. You're saying, but, yeah, but I still don't think it's, it's still it's still those it's still the Mullers, the Tony Cruises. You know, it's these yeah. players. They're getting very Lee old Russell, now. Serge Gnabry, Leon Goretzka, Joshua Kimmich. I do think they've got they've got several world class players in that team. And I do think they're mm. third. And unfortunately, Hungary is nowhere near the level mm. of the other three. It is unfortunate. I mean, just getting put in a group like that is just so heartbreaking. For any country, you've got to feel for them. Okay, and then really quickly, third place teams, we've got six teams. Um, Switzerland, Russia, Ukraine, Scotland, Sweden, Germany. Does any of those names jump out at you? Who do you think will go through to the next round? Switzerland, Russia, Ukraine, Scotland, Sweden, Germany. I have to say I'm not entirely sure. Well, if I had to offer an opinion, I'd have to say, looking at the groups, I believe Germany will get through simply just because they're the best on best on paper out of all those teams. Um, Switzerland's in that group A with Italy, Wales and Turkey, which isn't an easy group. Russia with... Russia with uh, Belgium, Denmark, Finland. So I do think Russia could get through. I also think Ukraine might get through. Because uh, they're in a group with Netherlands, really? Austria, North Macedonia. So I I did I... say, didn't I? North Macedonia. North Macedonia. Because it, it's it's it. You can't forget that that is. They'll be thinking to themselves, you know, if if we we're going to do it, it'd be in this group. Low. 
It's going to be in this group. Anyway, if I had to, if I had to say who I think is going through third, um, fourth best, I'd go Germany, Ukraine, Russia, and I think, I think Scotland. I think they'll beat Czechoslovakia. Maybe they get a draw out of England. That might be enough. Mm. So Scotland make the round of sixteen. Okay, round okay. of sixteen fixtures now: Italy versus Austria. Who's going through? versus Austria I mean obviously Italy I mean you can't really say anything else for that one especially the way they've been playing short and simple Italy will go through against Austria sorry Austria Um, Wales Denmark I think that could be a good game I to be honest I think it'll be quite a comfortable win for Wales they do like a tournament Um, Mm. I mean I haven't seen it's, it's hard because if Wales go out and they have a shocking game on the weekend, then I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna think, oh, they're not up for this. They're not the same team they were. This, you know, like times have changed, and I wouldn't Christine make be Eriksen, making these predictions. Martin, but even hmm. Martin Braithwaite, Casper Schmeichel, I I still think Denmark are too good for too good for Wales all over the pitch. But they've got the odd exception, the likes of Andreas Christiansen. Even I do think they've got the odd exception, the likes of Gareth Bale. But I think man for man, Denmark are well, a stronger team. Aaron Ramsey's also a quality player. Who he hasn't, he hasn't he's really overlooked. He joined Syria, no, but he's you know he's he, Thomas Delaney going to Italy like that. Is, Egg, has a good first season with Spurs. Vestergaard from Southampton, Christiansen, they're two look, good centre backs. He did it in the Premier League, and I think he's he you can't write him off as a player. He's a quality no, player. No, no, no. But I just Bale think, loves I just think as a team. And he does stronger side. He, he does like to carry Wales. But you know, Wales have done it before, and they'll be looking at Denmark, and they'll be. Yeah, but the, you know, we, like this is a winnable Williams, game. This like is a winnable Joe game. Allen, they're not there anymore. This is a winnable. Uh, Joe Allen maybe, but he's not. Like, in, I don't think he starts. So I'm going to go Denmark for Wales. Denmark. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Belgium, Germany. Now that's around the 16 fixture. Uh well, that is. <sighs> It's got to be Belgium. Do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, with Kevin De Bruyne, oh, just so, so good. Back, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. I still think Belgium, I think some, I think Germany, man for man, are more experienced in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I, but I also do I, think, I don't think so. I also, well, a lot of German, a lot of German, Germans are World Cup winners. The likes of Manuel Neuer, Thomas Müller, even Jerome Boateng's in the they're, squad. They're also very old World Cup winners though, Jack. Do they have? Yeah, do but, they still have it in them? Do they yeah, still they have it in them? The, even in the dressing room, they've been there, done it. They can pass on like their that, their experience. That may be true. That may be true. I think. I do think Belgium are the better team on paper. However, I just feel like Germany could. I think I feel like Germany would win. Fair enough. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be uh, out of the ordinary or extraordinary for I'm that to happen. Belgium. I'm going to okay. Belgium, but I'm going right. to hold you for this. All right, all right. Well, I, I'm not going to change. I still think okay. Belgium Scotland. will take Neverland the win Scotland. there. Neverland, next, Scotland. Next round of 16. I, I mean, think that would be easy as people will make it out to be. No, or I think it will would be. be I think it will be. be. But I, think I still it will think it will be a win for, win for yeah. the Netherlands. Break a win, whether they... It's a comfortable win. It will be a win. I'm, I'm sure of that. Okay, and Croatia, Poland. Um, I think an upset could be on the cards here. Really? I do. Robert Lewandowski, uh, he might have been lighting up for Poland, but he's still Lewandowski. Um, I just Lewandowski, don't know. And I still think... They have got um, Milik. Milik is a really... He's a very good player. Of, uh, he plays for Napoli. Um, but Milik, however, he's shown he can it, do it in the past for Poland. People do for forget the Croatia World, were World Cup finalists. Hmm. So I'm going to go against what I just said. I'm going to put Croatia through to the quarterfinals. I think I might have to agree with you there. I think I might have to agree France with you. France versus Ukraine, short, simple. France go through to the next round. Yeah, I think we can both comfortably Spain, agree. Russia, a repeat of round of sixteen in the, in the um in the World Cup twenty eighteen. However, this time there'll be one difference. Spain will go through. Yeah, I mean, obviously. And finally, this kind of sets up. This kind of sets up the next part. Next part of the pod, but England versus Portugal. That isn't. That 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 is all the uh, makings of final. Never mind around the sixteen. I 
you know, we're trying not to be biased here, but it's it, it, with with the mindset I have, it's it's hard to think anything else but England. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to see. I think Portugal have got Hungary in their first game, which obviously they should win. England or Croatia. I just think it depends on who's firing at that stage of the tournament, who's fit. There may be injuries. Maguire's if Maguire's back, if Henson's back, if Ronaldo's in form, if Bruno Fernandes in form. But I think if if things go England's way, it's definitely it's such a winnable game. Of a Portugal would be thinking the exact same thing. Um, I think go through their team. Portugal got Diego Jota, Bruno Fernandes, Yao Felix. Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, they've got Jao Cancelo at the back. Ruben Diaz. He is very good. I do think they've just got such a strong team on paper. They and do they have a strong team, especially Jao Cancelo. I mean, we've we saw in the uh, in a uh, friendly game. I mean, he he really is a quality player. He um, he's shown he can do it for Man City. Scored, yeah, he scored an unbelievable goal against Israel. I know he did. Israel, but it was a really good hit. Portugal. I still, I think it go either way. I, th- I think it'll be an absolute cracker. I think. I mean, yeah, no, it's hard to think just, anything else apart from that. It's going to be one of those which is uh, fifty thousand fans of in Wembley. It will be played at Wembley. I still, I think that and the home turf, hollow turf of Wembley. I, I, I think he could do it. I'm going to make a prediction here. If this game happens, I think it will go the distance to penalties, and England will win it. You heard it here first. What do you have to say to that, Tom? I don't know if I can say anything, Jack. There, I mean, <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to it's tough to go against your country. I mean, you almost can't go against your country. Yeah, it feels wrong. It does feel wrong. It feels it feels it's betrayal. So I, I'm gonna have to go. I don't care how they do it. Get us through, England. Yeah. Get us through. If, if give, us a, give us a trophy. Answer, it'll silence a lot, a lot, a lot of critics. It will, it will. And, it'll, and I, you know, I'm, I have say, to say, yeah. I'm on the gaffer's side. I mean, he's what you can't judge him on friendlies and nations, nations cup. The last time he had a proper, or the first and the last, or the first time he had a proper yeah. challenge, he accepted straight to it did much better than anyone thought we were going to do and i know we had an easy route to the yeah, well, to uh the the sem- to the semis but i mean you can't you can't complain with that with that it's, performance it's and, you know the end of the, but, um, it's a world cup semi final at the end of the day exactly and that, um, you can't you can't if, you can't if, if he was to be yeah. portugal he'd science a lot of critics as as you said it was an easy run to the t- semi final and many people were just saying that um, if they faced a hard team, England would have got knocked out. Simple as. So I know England are the be- better than they were in 2018, but just mm-hmm. just for Gareth Southgate to prove that he could beat well, a world, it'll be big for him. In a in a, big, in a huge competition, it'll just be such a morale booster for the whole. It will, it will, it will, it will. It'll be a big weight lifted off his shoulders, I think, because exactly monkey, it'll monkey almost back as I like to say. Um, and I just think it'll be such a morale booster for the rest of the tournament, and I think that'll mm, give England definitely. Doing if we if we could if we could be poor. That would really stand us in good stead. I mean, obviously, it so goes without saying. England to beat Portugal. Mark, Mark, I have I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to say one all goes goes the distance to penalties. England win five. Okay, so so sorry to the viewers at home. Um, this is why our podcast got delayed. But Tom and I didn't realise that the last twenty minutes of our podcast um, weren't actually recorded because of some technical difficulties. So I'm just going to go through it here uh, without Tom. Uh, it's kind of like a part two to the first episode. Um, we're filming this the morning after uh, the Euros kicked off, just before the World Switzerland game, which we're very excited for. And so, first things first, I think we're going to talk about the potential at the final that both Tom and I see happening. Um, whether you want to call us biased or unbiased, that's up to you. But we think it's going to be England versus France in the final. And the million dollar question is whether England could compete with France. That's what um, that's what everyone within England, everyone who supports England throughout this tournament will be thinking. And well, I'm going to try and go go through it here with you, here with you listeners. Um, so I think the main factor if England play France is who's fit and firing out of Harry Kane or Kylian Mbappe. Say Harry Kane possesses a golden boot and he's in fine form. I really do believe that England could beat France. 
and with the capabilities to do so. With that being said, France are the world champions, and I do contain such a good, uh, such a good team consistently all over the park. And I just think, I think nine times out of ten, France beat England quality-wise. But the fact that it's being played at Wembley with fifty thousand English fans within in the ground for the uh, supporting England for the first time in a major tournament since twenty eighteen, I can just see it being one of those days. Or something really extraordinary happens. So, whether I'm being biased here, I do think there's a possibility that at Wembley, on Sunday the 11th of July, England could beat France. Now we're going to go man for man, team for team, and I'm going to go over how many France players actually get in the England team, realistically. So starting with the goalkeepers, you've got Hugo Lloris and Jordan Pickford. Now, Jordan Pickford, England's number one, hasn't done anything wrong for England, as I said in part one. But going against that, Hugo Lloris is a World Cup winner. He's got bags of experience. He is quite old, but he's still performing for Tottenham. He doesn't mistake him, but so does Jordan Pickford. So I, I'm i going to have to go for Hugo Lloris. Let me know if you agree with that. Um, then we move on to the defence. And France is, it's known that France's problem area is the full-backs. They do have the likes of Furlan Mendy, Benjamin Mendy, left back, but they're both not they're not world class players, and they they're not the same quality as some players they have in other positions. Um, whereas England have got the likes of Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. So I think in that left back position, England of England have uh, better options. So I think Luke Shaw starts for England, um, at, with no Benjamin Mendy and no Furlan Mendy from France getting in that team. So moving on to the centre backs. And France's France have got what France have got so many so much quality in this position. They've got but the likes of Upamecano wasn't even um, selected in the squad where he'd probably start for England. Um, the likes of uh, the likes of Rafael Varane's in the team. Almeric Laporte switched to Spain so he couldn't get a game. Um, Kunde, uh, Rafael Varane. But, but where's England can oppose that of Harry Maguire, John Stones? I I, th- I would go for a centre-back partnership of Harry Maguire and Rafa Varane. I think that contradicts each other very nicely with um, Harry Maguire winning the um, large amounts of aerial duels, whereas Rafa Varane's just kind of... Um, he's got a bit more pace about him and he could deal with those uh, modern-day front threes of like interchanging centre-forwards, inverted wingers and things like that. So I'm going to go with Harry Maguire and uh, Rafa Varane. So, so far, it's two England players and two France players. Please let me know in on Twitter if you feel like I'm getting any of this wrong. And then right back. This is um, a position where England have a um, so much quality. This has probably got the most depth in this position. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold is injured. Um, whether he would have started for England or not, well, well I guess we will never know. Um, was in the 2018 World Cup, everyone knows uh, Benjamin Pavard has a very, very strong tournament. Now he's playing for Bayern Munich. Don't think he's getting much game time. He scored that great goal against Argentina. And unless I'm forgetting someone, they, I think they might play a left-back at right-back, like of Benjamin Mendy or Furlan Mendy. But I, I just think England's got too much quality at right-back to um, miss up and take one of the players there. So I'm going to go for Carl Walker, starting right-back, for who start right-back for both England and France. So finishing the back four and keeper, you've got three England players and two France players, assuming that I haven't been biased at all. Um... And then my midfield three would, plain and simple, N'Golo Kante has to be the best CDM in world football, in my opinion. Um, I do think Jordan Henderson, purely based on experience, has to be there as a box-to-box if he's fully fit. And then you're, and then it's one of Paul Pogba, it's one of Mason Mounts. I'm playing Jack Grealish in the front three, so I'm not going to play him at 10. But I am going to pick a man who's just won the Champions League I'm going to go Mason Mount at number 10 over Paul Pogba because I just I just think that's a quite quite nicely balanced midfield with a CDM number 8 and almost a number 10 slash another number 8. So that is... England have got two midfielders there. France get one. So England have five players and France have four? Yeah, four. Um, so moving on to the front three. Now... There's one man that de- there's two players that every I think ninety nine percent of people would pick, and that's Harry Kane and Kylian Mbappe. 
for me, they're both getting a team. Whether Mbappe plays uh, through the middle on on uh, on the wing, they can work that between themselves. I'm saying Kylian Mbappe on the left hand side, Harry Kane through the middle. And no, Kylian Mbappe possibly on the right hand side, Jack Grealish on the left, Harry Kane up front. I think that seems like the most sensible option to me. He's got a nice balance of that team. So, without being said, more England players and French players were in that team. So, man for man, France do have the experience of winning a major tournament. But then again, I think England have got so much quality, plus the games at Wembley. I really do think England have got such a great chance this tournament. I think it's possibly the best best chance they've had in years. So, no, no one really rated them from Euro 96, and obviously they did perform. I do think that England could bring home the Euros. So anyway, that will conclude t- today's episode of the England-Croatia preview pod um, with myself, Jack Wormington, and for the most part, my co-host Tom, we can't be here now due to technical difficulties on his part. But yeah, uh, just thank you so much for tuning in if you're still here at this point. Um, obviously, this, this podcast thing is new to both Tom, Tom and myself, so please do... Um, get in touch with us on Twitter if there's anything you'd like to see on the podcast, um, anything you'd like us to address, or just any queries that you have, because, yeah, we, we're really enjoying this and we really want to um, interact with our fans. So, yeah, please do send us any questions. We'd really love to hear from you. And let us know what you think with um, our decision-making. And um, in some cases today, like Tom saying North Macedonia to get to the round of 16. Personally, I think that's fairly controversial, but we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, yeah, thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode of the Extra Time Intro Friday podcast. Uh, the introduction to Euro 2020, Croatia England p- preview pod. Can't wait to get started. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.